listen to Vintage House on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on WNUR 89.3 FM, WNUR.org, Facebook Live, and VintageHouseShow.com. Welcome to the Vintage House Show. The Vintage House Show celebrates the lives and careers of house music pioneers. The Vintage House Show can be found at VintageHouseShow.com and is powered by the Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation, the only repository in the United States dedicated solely to preserving and honoring house and dance music genres. Visit us at dancemusicfoundation.us. This is a fantastic episode of The Vintage House Show. This was taped in the summer, July of 2020, and the host, DJ Lori Branch, interviews Glenn Underground and Dion Hunter. These fantastic pioneers are not just DJs, but producers, and really have a unique fusion of jazz, soul, funk, disco, to create a really inspired type of house music and house music songs. So this is a phenomenal episode. Please check out these great Chicagoans with DJ Lori Branch and the Vintage House Show crew, including Mega McFall with Glenn Underground and Dion Hunter. Talking about some of the drama that plays out on Facebook Live, which is really, it's, it's unfortunate. And, and honestly, Glenn, I was talking to my wife about this because, you know, I, I, get, I get caught up in, in the comments, too, because we want people to be better. You know, we want people to be about the music and not about the drama. Uh, so the question for me is, do you join it or do you ignore it? You know, you know so what, right what do you now, think? Right now, I say ignore it. Like, like with the thing that me and Dion got going <clears throat> The brother that I'm speaking of, we just chose to ignore it, and anybody else that's going against it, yes, you know, we just ignore it. Call it a day. So, yeah, we- does that? But that does that fuel? If you ignore something, especially if somebody's coming for you as a producer or as a DJ or somebody who's in the field, if you ignore it, does does it wither on the vine or does it fuel it? I mean, you know, like, do you, you, know you, do you need to address it? At this point, it's like. At this point, you know, I look at it like this. If it goes on, it's on them. Because one thing I learned, you argue with a fool, both of y'all can look like fools. Right. Now, I had to mature that way because I know you see me, Lori. I'll blast the cat quick. I know you will. <laughs> but now, I have to get out the popcorn. I'm like, dude, we're about to get down. Let me just uh, settle in. And see what's gonna happen. I, I admit I'm a bit of a I like I like to watch it. I don't like to join in because I feel like, you know, I, I will say this, I will join in if I think it's necessary. Like when people start spouting conspiracy theories that I just can't I can't let sit, I gotta jump in there. Dion, what about you? Me, I'm I'm a, a firm person, but I'm a happy person. Um, I, I like to have fun. But people take that uh, for you being soft or you, you know, it's like being at work and you code switching. You know, people take that, well, he ain't really black or, you know, with the house community, they're very selective. Um, There's a big difference between uh, the north side versus the south side. Everything in Chicago is just a problem. It's, you know, people say, oh, house is about unity. It's about love and this, this, that, and the other. But you don't feel that, Lori, because, you know, if it's about love, then why do you only go see this DJ? Why do you only listen to this group of DJs? Or, you know, and then they say, well, you know, you have to play for the crowd and you play a different kind of music. And music is about growth. They still. Oh, they say all kinds of things. And then they say some of the most derogatory things uh, to you. Uh, You cannot have an opinion. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't have to like your opinion, but 
you have your opinion. You have a right to state your opinion. A lot of these people, you know, because they don't know where you come from, uh, you're not like them in a sense. I, you know what I get a lot of is this. Um, oh, well, Dion, you got a good job, so well, what does that have to do with music? Mm -hmm. well, if I have a good job, you know, what does that have to yeah. do? I've heard that argument too. That 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 if you if you're wading into the into the into the discussions, and you you're kind of calling out folks or or you're having some frustrations with the people in the community, it's like why why are you doing that when you have this other life that's sort of feeding you? And um, and I had this I did have this discussion where I'm like you know this is this is people's passion. People are passionate about their passions. You know, exactly. they're not passionate about work, but they're passionate about their art. They're passionate about, like, their soul stuff, you know? Right. And, and then, Lauren, they do a lot of backstabbing, you know, little stuff that, that it's petty and it's childish. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. You know, all I, I started to get down because I wanted to help people that were in the same boat that I was. Uh, if you want to play, you need a platform to play. So I know Glenn. It don't get any better musically and house music than Glenn Underground. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, I, you know, here's what I'm going to say. But if, if I say what I just said to you, now I'm guaranteeing you when we get off of here, in about 20 minutes, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I was nut hugging. But, what is that? That's crazy to me. But okay. you know, or, if you don't mind, uh, go ahead. The, one of the problems is this: some people do this for a hobby, versus people that do it for a living. And even if you're not getting paid and you're doing it for a living, it's just to spread the music. And mm -hmm. when you look at most of the people that's negative, you know. In a sense, they more, they don't even want to do nothing with it anyway. You know, I have to go back again to that person. I said, why are you always um, talking about people and this people? He said, house music is not a scene, one. Then secondly, he says, I do it because I like doing bad stuff to people. So one, we're not a scene. You're not a house DJ. You've never been one by your own admission. But you like doing bad stuff to people just to piss them off. I mean, and that's the problem. You got too many fakers and shakers. You know, one of the most idiotic terms I hear is people in Chicago say on the DJ saying, I'm faking it until I make it. It's like, get a life. You faking yeah. it until you make it. You can't fake no fried chicken when you try to make it and you don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you're saying but i guess uh, my question is there must be something very attractive about the scene that makes people clamor to want to be a part of it and want to claim a part of that history and want to claim to have been places where maybe they were they were not there um so much so that they create these stories um people want to belong Lord. Uh, mm -hmm. people want to belong and they use uh, social media or their computer as a shield. You, you don't know them other than that computer. Uh, me, I'm a passionate person. I wear my emotions on my sleeve sometimes, which is probably uh, a guilty sin that I have, but yeah. I, I'm real with it. You know, if I don't agree with you, I'm going to tell you I don't agree with you. Doesn't mean I don't like you or doesn't mean that I hate you. I just don't agree with what you're saying. We can still be friends. I'll go out and buy you a drink afterwards. But, uh, you know, I just don't agree with what you're saying right now. And people get offended by it. I, I have to interject here. I mean, great, great conversation. And Vintage Outro is all about... Um, the culture of house music, but a lot of what we're describing is really human nature, right? It, it's not just house music. It's not rap music. It's not relegated to Detroit, Atlanta, or just Chicago. We are really talking about human nature. And I think the point that was made 
I think Lori or, or Glenn, um, the, the fact of the matter is because house music is such music of the soul, passion is at every turn, right? Of everything we do, it's, it's all about the passion for the music, the artistry, the craft. And so I just wanted to throw it out there that, yeah, we, we feel it because this is our passion and, and craft, um, but it's not unique to, to house music. The, the haters are out there in every domain that you can imagine, right? We see it from politics, race, religion, et cetera. And house is, is unfortunately no different. We wish yeah. it were nirvana. <laughs> away from all that stuff. And, and certainly on the dance floor, it feels that way. I think you made a good point, Dion, when you talk about sort of these faces behind the computer and that there's something that people get these computer, people get computer muscles. They get, they get social media muscles that, you know, that if they were not behind a computer where they're sort of acting out on some other frustration on what they may see and be envious of or I think Leslie was just saying people want to feel relevant and that sometimes uh, that can, you know, envy is, envy is a real thing and FOMO is a real thing. And if you feel like you're missing out on some or that you missed out on it because you weren't there in the beginning, then that can, that can engender feelings of inadequacy and people act out in that place. So, so how, do we, how do we reconcile that? I mean, I'm not trying to, trying to fix, you know, I'm not a young Van Zandt, I'm not trying to fix anybody's life. But I do think we need to uh, address it, you know, that this shouldn't be happening in something that we call, call house music. One of the Glenn, ways, what do you think? One of the ways I can, um, you know, address it is one thing about house music. It's a Chicago form of music 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago. And now it's a world music. And we have to convince people. There's enough room for your ass. There's enough room for everybody out of what? Some seven and a half, eight odd billion people in, on the earth. It's enough room for everybody. And I don't, you know, one thing, Chicago is the box. We got to think outside the box now because we pleasing not just our city. We pleasing people globally. And we have to let these new guys or guys just entering in, let them know, it's room for you. Hell, we live in a world with, you know, um, unorthodox techno, this EDM, you know, DJs living better than doctors, you know, as far as the pay grade go. And it's still room. It's like, like I said, Dion, with this whole coronavirus thing, Dion struck a fire in me. Like, and I'm like, let's go, mm-hmm. let's help everybody. But then we had right. to run. Right. We, had, we had to run into the point where, damn, this cat tripping, this cat tripping. So my solution is, let's just ignore it and put the message out there through the music and the channels in which music gave us to put them out there. You know. You know, too, and it's enough room for everybody. Right. Well, tell us, let's talk about the get down because this is a big part of what you're doing. You guys have a partnership here, and as you mentioned, this is a way to to give people a platform. So, one of the silver linings, I guess, of this pandemic is people were stuck in the house. <laughs> you know, people were stuck in their their studios and trying and to figure irony, out how to communicate. The irony. The irony, too, is she'll humble all of us. Dion, remember when I put on Facebook on my page, I said, all of us are bedroom DJs now. Look at it was <laughs> a great leveler. We all bedroom <laughs> DJs. So now we all on the same level. Yeah. We get to see what it's and like, and they get to see what it's like. And Lord, Lord, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Go ahead. No, go ahead. With, my with, the, with, with the get down, um, like I said, it was started to give a lot of guys 
a, a platform. And not only a platform, it was started to give them a platform to play in front of people who can either take them there, give them help, or show them a better way. In, in the get down itself, you, you have people like uh, uh, the owner of the sound department in Italy. Uh, you have Kai Alce. Uh, you have Glenn Underground. You have Fabio Gennetto. Come on, come on. You have these people. And, and I tell everyone that enters into that group, please engage them. Uh, engage these people, talk to them, find out what they wanted, what, what they did so that you can get there. Just as I am. And people say, oh, well, beyond, you're here. Oh, I'm grinding just like you are. You know, so and, and and I want everyone to be seen. So a lot of people get upset because we remove their videos and we remove uh, uh, distasteful comments and okay. things of that nature. And the reason why we remove the videos so that everyone can understand is we give everyone a chance to shine. You cannot play with three hundred people playing at a time. It doesn't work. So it's like if you're playing, I come into the same club you're playing in. I go 10 steps away from you and I set up my own booth and I start playing just like that. While you're playing, what would you think of me? Yes, it's insulting. And before (laughs) you answer, we also respect people in their pages, you know. Right. I respect people on their pages. So if you're having a show on your own page, we're not going to do a show while you're doing your show on your page. That's, that seems very challenging to me because we have uh, so many, you said bedroom DJs. I, I think it's DJs on that continuum from hobbyist to artist to part-time DJs to, you know, People who sort of, you know, it's half and half, half day job, half DJ job to full time DJ producers, you know. Um, And so all those people across that continuum are now playing at home. You know, they're trying to to make to make it, um, you know, to make it do what it do from their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a lot of people trying to vie for attention. You know, how do you how do you equitably handle something like that? Well, what we did was we set it up where if you want to play in the get, get us time slot to play. Eventually, you're going to move to another page because it, the page has the page has only been up for four months, and we're already almost at three thousand people. It's it, you know, it, which is insane. But um, if you want to play, get a spot, and, mm-hmm. and during that time. You can play and you won't have any interruptions, no one stepping on you, no one doing any of that. We also have it set up that if no one has that time slot, if no one is playing, then you have at it. You have at You go, you play, you put it in here, do your thing, put your mixes up, do whatever it is that you want to do. But come time, if someone's playing time, you will be kicked out of it. Because I'm a believer in letting everyone shine. Yeah, I'm on the edge. You, you want it right. You need everybody to get down. So not only did, did, did we set up the group page, Lori, I went and, and Glenn went and we spent our own money to get a radio station to coincide with what we're doing to give people an opportunity. And I kept telling people, hey, send in a mix, send in a mix. We can put it on the radio. We can put it on the radio. Let's put it on the radio. Right. Just now, once we go live, it's going to really be dope. And Right. We, we kept telling people. I want everybody. Send it in. Yeah. And, and we're, under, we're under construction right now with the radio station. We're almost so done. But, but we, we created a whole nother debate group. Uh, we have a, a group called uh, the Deep Mix Six, which DJs uh, two from Chicago, two from Detroit, two from New York, two from Jersey, and and these are you have Demetri Shore, Rick Wilhite, Danzuno, um, Lady T from Chicago, yeah, Patty Kane, um, Patty Kane from New Jersey, and Brett Morrison, and Brett Morrison, right? 
evidence. And, and we wanted to give even more people an opportunity. So, so that's what I'm about. But it's working. You know, and I'm happy. The fact that we get a Lori Branch mix that just to play uh, while the station is in its construction phase, we just play at people's mixes. Yes, yes, absolutely. I will get Thank on you. that tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, we, and we got openings like once we finally go live, if anybody just want to do something, a podcast. I'm The way I'm thinking, the way I'm setting it up behind closed doors is, I don't know if you guys ever watch like Worldwide FM or watch Hands On Radio. Hands On Radio is a good like teacher for me, and that's the direction I'm going in. But you can do your, if you got some adverts you want to throw up, like if you sell a shirt, we throw it on there so people can see it and know where to contact you. If you're selling whatever you want to sell, you know, pertaining to music, right. we got it. So, so what, do you, what do you guys, what do you want to accomplish? I'm sorry, go ahead, Glenn. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I cut you off. You go ahead, my bad. Well, I want to ask you, uh, you know, you've done a lot with your career. You have, um, you know, just looking at your, your portfolio, it's very rich. You know, you're producing, this is a very interesting time for creative people like you guys. And, I, and I'm really just curious as to, you know, how, how is what's going on in the world affecting what you do? I think the creation of the, good, of, of the get down was a piece of that. But, you know, how are you viewing, you know, what's going on? What does, 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 it, does it influence your art? Does it influence what, what's happening in your head? You know, it's very much, but at the same time, the, like now, in the past like week or two, I'm trying to get away, you know, visually and mentally from what's going on because it was obstructing my creativity. But now I'm bouncing back with things like I did a song, you know, about the pandemic. And it's funny, like, at the same time, I mastered a project for Craig Loftus about um, social distancing. And mine is called the Gilead Cycle. And it's like everybody basically just show love, talk to God, and get this thing removed. The Gilead Cycle is psychedelic. So when y'all hear it, yeah, I was somewhere else, but it's dope. And it's, it's like some Giorgio Morota got locked in the elevator with Don Ray, Larry Heard, Frankie <laughs> Knuckles. It's all over the place, but it's like it's like constricted in the right place. It's dope. And that was funny because if it wasn't for a pandemic, I would have never thought, thought of that song. It's crazy. Vocoder and everything. A, a follow-up to that question then, where prior to the pandemic, what um, really serves as your inspiration? Because you you do have energy and direction that is non-conventional, right? T tell us a little bit about where that inspiration comes from. You know what, right you know now, what? with me, it's the pain. It's pain, like, with me, with creative mm. music. And, you know, music I had a conversation with Patrick Adams, you know, when we used to work at my studio when we did the song him and Leroy Burgess in. Oh, wow. He said a song should start out like a conversation, a peaceful, loving conversation. Then he said a song should elevate you to the debate. Then the debate should elevate it to the argument, and the argument should, you know, de-escalate into the cure for it, and then the peace. So I'm acting off of that very energy. It's like, man, damn. Deanna, gonna tell you, I'm calling this cat three in the morning before he go to work. And he, you miss the other way around. I'm snapping on Dion. Now Dion is snapping on me. Like, get your come out of the front. And, and now the get down and just the people, what we doing now. Oh, I'm going to go make a banger. This conversation right now is going to inspire a banger, you know. And I don't mean banger, you know, arrogantly like I'm the ish, but it's going to inspire something that's interesting. Like, I'm actually having fun sitting there talking to y'all. It's dope. It's good to know we're inspiring you. You inspire us. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So Dwayne Brooks, uh, it says, uh, I remember when Glenn used to dance. Yeah, the old battles in the mid eighties. <laughs> <laughs> you have dance group names that you went by? Like we had a West Side chapter and a South Side chapter. The West Side chapter was Ambassador or South Side. We was Ecstasy, and we started that because we saw a dance group in the mid eighties. We even try to battle them. They are boys now. I don't know if you guys remember a group called Front Row. Uh-oh. And Front Row <laughs> was bad. <laughs> and Sours, they were bad with that one strobe light. And I'm like, we got to be like <laughs> But them was the one that's the years. Good. I was young as hell. Them was the one the years. I could only give you the two-step now. That's all I got. Is that <laughs> uh, that's okay. You're doing all kinds of other good things. That's right. Hey, do, hey, hey, Wayne, don't be putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I know you're Dion, you Hold on, wait. Dion used to dance, too. Dion, you were a dancer, too? Oh, man. Uh, you know who I used to dance against all the time was um, Darren Jones. <clears throat> me and Darren Jones would have battles. I know that, <laughs> Man, I saw you back in the day. Then your cousin Pope. Oh, that's another. Yeah, and my cousin Pope used to dance. And Pope was like, you know, Dion used to dance. I said, he sure did used to dance. Venues. Anywhere. The battlegrounds was like the high school, but but Sawyer Sowers was the place. Yep. Brick <laughs> you could do a split on there and get up. You was good. Sowers <laughs> was a really cool club. Well, you know, it was a restaurant by day and they turned into a club, but it was great because it was ginormous. So, yeah, I mean, open space. Yeah. You could pack, I mean, we would create our own VIP space. Like, we'd be like, look, we're going to rope off something, like a whole, like, half of the room. This is VIP. We just made a VIP. And people be like, well, can I get it? I mean, not even our party. It wasn't even our party. We would go to other people's parties and make VIP spaces. That's how big it was. I mean, we, we were crazy. That was a lot of fun. Did you guys share your uh-huh. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're you're sweet. <laughs> look, hey, look, I used to watch the older kids. Y'all stopped partying too early too. Y'all should have kept going. <laughs> I remember um even Dallas told me before, he say, Ron Hardy started playing a lot of tracks. I stopped going. I say that's when the interested state of this house thing started. You know, it's it's really important because I feel like that was when like you and Dion and, and so many others really found your footing. You know, as we were we were coming out in late seventies, early eighties when things were sort of kicking off. And you know, by 85, 86, you know, I was like, I can't do this every night anymore. I gotta finish school. You know, so I was like, was I gotta year. go back to school, you know, take a few years and get my head straight. Yeah. Um, I was- I was asking about um, high schools. Where where were you guys um, in high school during those those times? Those good times. Those dance battles. I tell you, well, we would do it at Mendel, but I um, didn't really. I, I went to. I was in Project Challenge, which is a accelerated program. Um, I guess they would say for smart kids, but I don't think I was smart. I, I had this study habits. I could read something and remember it and retain it. And, yeah. but, humble. Uh, this humble dude, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> oh, I'm, you know, I, and and I, I read a lot, so um, that's something that was always stressed to my house. You, you had to read. Uh, it was We can watch the TV for weeks at a time. You read. You know, it was like a punishment. And when you got a punishment in my house, you know, it was, don't look out the window either. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't. That's just the way it was. So you read. And for some odd reason, I was able to retain things and I could recite them verbatim. So I guess they would take that for being smart. But I graduated uh, a year, uh, half a year early. And I had college credits, but I didn't go to college. I went into the trade. I became an electrician, and um, and now I'm a, a motor engineer. 
uh, electrical motor engineer is what I do now. And that's been 33 years. Wow. So, uh, so that's why someone's telling you, you got a good job. Why are you doing to get down? I just oh, want to help. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, the irony of that. Yeah. yeah. You know. It was funny when I saw it, too. Hey, that's good. You're good in my book. I, I just want to help. I, I, I want everybody to succeed and everybody to feel the same thing that I feel when I hear music. Um, all kinds of music. Uh, uh, I, I want to inspire people to get better. I remember those days of uh, you can't play. I, you know, a perfect example is uh, Eddie Nichols in, in New Jersey. I asked him uh, a few years ago, uh, hey, you think I could probably come to Jersey and play? Um, and Eddie said, who are you? I'm like, what do you mean? You know, who are you? <laughs> he said, who are you and who can speak for you? I'm speaking for myself, you know. That wasn't good enough. You know, it, it wasn't good enough. He said, how am I going to put you on stage with Saeed Muhammad and, and who are you? You know, and I went back and I just thought about it and I started listening to everybody I wanted to play and I want everybody to play like that so you know everybody to make it that's that's what I want that's great well you know I, I I like what you were saying Glenn that there's room for everybody it's a big whole wide world and I think sometimes we get a little myopic when we just look at you know the the few hundred people that's in our social media cycle it's like that that is just a very tiny eeny beeny part of this world and the wonderful beautiful thing is that house music which started here is all over the world you you travel all over the world glenn i mean i i see you and boo and boo's been on my he's he's uh he's talking to us not on, on this stream but uh he's definitely making some comments here so he's watching us i get to that chat i had it earlier and it's on my it's on my it's on uh vintage, vintage house well let me see let me see, Boo. I don't know why I can't see your, your comments. Um, but the point that I'm making is that he, you guys get out, you get around, you know. Um, how can you inspire other folks to do similar things, especially if you want to be one of those DJs and producers who produces and is, and is in demand? And, you know, I mean, what happened? What's the magic? I got, um, it's to unorthodox, my answer. Be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> so like, just do it. It's, the taking is for everybody. That's what I do. Like, everybody can do it. So it's like, just do it. And figure it out. It count. Make it count. You like, right. figure it out and make it count. Okay. I, I, I appreciate that. It's not, it's not a magic trick. It's like if you put your mind to it, you will figure it out. You'll figure out the context and, and how to get out there. Um, so it's, it's not as easy as it looks. You guys make it look very easy, um, but I know it's not. You know, I, I know that uh, I work full time too, and uh, you know, the DJing was definitely my artistic outlet, but it was my part-time job for many, many years. You know, it helped me pay my bills. Um, and so I can appreciate that it's a, a full when it's it's full time. It is for you, Glenn. That this this time period must be really tough. So I know that we we are probably way over. But I did want to give you an opportunity to just talk about you know where where do we go from here? Um, you know how do we bring the love back? How do we how do we elevate uh, this? You know, and I know it's just to do it, but you've been in the game a long time. You know, let us know first, Dion, uh, Glenn, and then Dion. You can close us out. This is what you're doing right now. You know, point blank, talking about it. That's another thing. And Dion said this to me a while back, enough people not communicating. And communication, you know, it's it. It's everything. Because you might think one way, and it's not that way. And none of us are genies or a guy where we can read minds. It's like, just communicate, because your mouth going to say what's on your mind and on your heart, so communicate and be free hearted because I've done enough in the music game like and I say this without exaggeration in the last 20 some odd years 
if you look at my discography, and this is no boast, because a bunch of that stuff I hated. I put out more music than any, than anybody in this hemisphere in any genre. Like, if you look at my discography, it's like a gang of songs over the years, and then they miss in 1989. And in those projects, like 10 of them are albums with 10 and 12 songs on. And it's like, you know, basically just communicating and do it. And just do it like I was just doing it. And it was like, whatever work, work. If it don't work, it don't work. But, you know, everybody got that great in them. And everybody just got to tap into it and communicate. Yeah. Glenn, but you made a conscious decision to make this your full-time profession, to make it your full-time, you know, full throttle, full speed ahead. I think that that requires a, a great amount of risk uh, because the industry is is not always kind. It's not it's not always available for people to make it full time. Yeah. So what? How did you make that decision? You know what? Um, like I say, my uncle started me DJing early mid eighties. By the mid late eighties, I was making music. You know, my pops he would go to work. You know, don't nobody touch my stuff. I didn't care. I turned it on, practice on his studio equipment. <laughs> then I ended up getting a job working at Tracks Records. It's weird. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. And it's weird. Here's a piece of history that don't nobody know. Ron Hardy was an AR Tracks Records. Taz Harrison was security. I broke the record. Steve Point Dexter was a manager and ended up becoming an AR. Roy Davis Jr. Right now, we all worked for Tracks Records at one point. And at yeah. that point, we were all... Well, Steve had already been in the game for mm -hmm. a long time. But, like, Roy, he had already been going back and forth to New York. So I think he pretty much made that decision before me. But me and Brian Harden, it was like, this is going to be our life. And, you know, I went through all the hell... And me, I can stand on my own, but I'm a crew person. I like helping people. So me and Boo would see each other all through the 80s and kick it and chop it up. And then I was like, man, just come through. I got an idea that's going to work. And that was, you know, adding him into the Strictly Jazz unit with me and Tim Harper. And it worked for a long time. And it's still working, you know, though everybody doing their own thing. But that's what I be on, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, I'm an asshole, like people say, but if I'm going to help you, I'm going <laughs> hey, to ain't lying, because I also believe if you're going to start the fire, go on and cook the food, get it done, you know, okay. don't half-ass with me, just do it, I want to see you shine, and I'm like a drill sergeant with this music, and but I enjoy, you know, helping people, and that's what it's about. It's like, let's do this, do this, and do this. Like, I done worked with countless people in this city. People think we hate each other, and I'm like, I work with all them people. That's why when I'm overseas, I let them know. Such and such used to live in my house, or that's my brother, or this my brother, this my sister, and they'd be like, y'all friends, we thought y'all would hate each other because of styles. I'm like, no, we actually make all the same styles. It's just what we choose to do the most as individuals. Mm -hmm. It's like that helped me say, you know what? I'm going to make this my career. And I'm satisfied with the dregs in the cup that I get. And I know how to work them. And I make it work for me. And I invest in my craft like I'm sitting in my studio now. I just ain't got the tape, the camera flipped around and everything. <laughs> That's what I do, and you can make it work. But one thing, working for yourself, a lot of people don't know how to do. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Um, learn how to budget your money. That way, when you do have a pandemic, you can survive until it's over. Because it's, mm -hmm. you know, and you got to survive. But I miss traveling. I know you do. Got me down the most as I'm not out there doing what I do. So, yeah, we had Mike Don on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was he was saying something very similar that you know it's a, it's a serious it's a serious dent in his budget 
because you know this is this is how a lot of people make their money. So uh, you know, well, we support you, Dion. Uh, I know you're not traveling as much, but you're very busy with the get down. So tell us what's next. And tell us how we can support you. Tell us what's next before you turn sixty. Oh. <laughs> what I tell you. What's next for me? I'm more than likely to be traveling also. Uh, I've gotten a few offers, uh, uh, a lot more um, than what I was getting, so I'm proud of that. Um, What's, uh, yeah, hopefully next year I probably won't be here at all. (laughs) That's good. Um, You'll be here. But you want you'll be here, but you won't be in Chicago. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Yes, you'll exactly. be here with us, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. You see, you see what my show You can't say things like that while we're having a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I want most is is for people to respect uh, each other. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it. Just, just have uh, some semblance of, of respect. Uh, um, it goes a long way. And, and don't be afraid to engage people. Um, you have to engage. We, we learn uh, by sight and by hearing things. Uh, it doesn't cost anybody to listen. You don't have to agree, but listen. You learn so much just from listening to people. You know, um, all I want to do is, is help people get to where they, they need to be, and that's satisfying to me. Uh, I'm not asking anybody for anything. I just, that's what I was put here to do, and that's what I'm doing. So, that's it. <laughs> I, I enjoy helping people. <laughs> so, that's wonderful. That's so, it. you know, go ahead. You, I'm sorry, Glenn, please. I didn't say nothing. I'm listening to Dion. I'm, I'm chatting with people in the chat room. <laughs> about this show is like we have a lot of conversations going on at the same time which I love uh, Kevin I know you've been patiently waiting and I've been sort of jumping all over the conversation but let me let you get the last word in before we let these fine gentlemen go I appreciate um, the opportunity to be with you gentlemen this evening and uh, I'm curious about how you feel when someone cause you either legendary or iconic um, in, in reference to the music that you you make, your craft as DJs. How does that, how does that make you feel? You know, I, I can accept it if somebody else said about me because that means I'm working something to work something in them to say that. I have a problem with DJs and producers saying it about themselves. That's nerve-wracking. <laughs> Like, but if somebody, you know, it's a passage in the Bible where the Lord tell you don't glorify yourself. Let another man give you your glory. Yeah. And that's another thing I see is too much self-glory in this. Mm. You know, like I might joke when I post music, like I got this one saying that I took from Common, the rapper, coming from Chicago, where he say, I'm raw hustlers, I'm like cocaine, house music need a makeover. He was just saying, I can't be cut with nothing, I'm raw hip-hop, I'm raw house music. Okay. That's just me, you know, having fun, but the legendary term I think is overused, but if somebody call it to me... I won't say nothing about it no more. I did used to say, hey, a legend is a myth. So basically you calling a person a synonym of a legend, which is some old great kid. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool, you know, if somebody else do. But you'll never hear me say, yo, I'm a legend. No, that ain't me. That's, you know. So compliments you'll, you'll take, but you don't go into that zone of... Uh, Self-righteous. Right, because yep. it'll go to some people's heads. And even when, and after a while, when people do it too much, they'll be like, hey, ain't nobody special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. it, it, it scares me. <laughs> Why does it scare you, Dion? Because it, that's a, a great, I, I put it this way, it scares me because people are glory. It scares me because of people like Glenn and yourself. It scares me because of people like Mike Dunn, Frankie Knuckles. I, I have not lived up to that. 
So you cannot say that to me. To me, those are legends. You guys are legends. So it's a big responsibility that. Mm-hmm. So just be honest, fine with me. And maybe long after I'm 60, it's going to keep reminding me. I'm <laughs> Let's be clear, you you gentlemen are um, highly responsible. How, how's that for a compliment? You take this culture and lifestyle very responsibly, and for that, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can accept that one. You got well, well, I go, a step, I go a step farther. I think we love you. We appreciate you. We're grateful you. for you. I appreciate Absolutely. It. I mean, I just I, I take such pleasure in having these discussions, and I just really want to say thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. And I hope you will consider coming back. Oh, I want to come back. Lori's so sweet, Ashley. I I gotta apologize to you about something. I don't know if you remember. Uh-oh. I did a straight ass. We did a party together. I don't even think I even played because it ended up ending early. It was an all-white party. Okay. And I was being yeah. uh, Igorish ways, and I came in there with all black on. Everybody had all white. Oh, was that Tony Tony's party? Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, everybody looked at me. I say somebody got to be different. Then. That was funny. Was killing that night too. Oh, you're so sweet, man. That's great. Well, I can't wait for us to do more parties together. Um, no, I'm really excited. Gonna it's gonna go down once okay. me and once me and Dion get together. What we trying to do? That's yeah. the next thing. For all the haters, well, y'all missed the boat. Y'all missed the boat because we trying to do something, <laughs> you know, different. And we also collectively like with Wayne and them. They're my people. Wayne, you know, he in even though he do the chosen few. He was like, "Gee, I got y'all." You know, if you need me, so. That's great. That's great. We got some stuff working in the background, and we want everybody a part of it because I'm tired of black music getting misrepresented by the people. It's about our time now. It's our time. It is our time. Well, that's, that's we a good narrative. We got to own it, and we do. We achieve that with unity. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Well, listen. Uh, you guys have, have, have done so much. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And certainly um, we're going to get continue to get down with you. So I will be sending some music your way. Uh, thank you for the slide, which I'm not using right now. So, you know, somebody wants to be on. I think I, I have a I have sort of a slide, but I just appreciate you. Hey, Darlene, there's a few people just chiming in all late. We're about to get off now. But watch the show. You'll learn a lot from Glenn and Dion. Uh, they're some of our best teachers and most prolific producers in the city. And, you know, just way beyond the city, all out there. So we thank need, you. Uh, come back with that Gilead joint, too, man. Yeah, Gilead. Yes. yes. We, we, we want exclusive on the Vintage okay. Show. Okay. I, I'm, about to be, I'm, I'm about to dump a whole lot of New Glenn underground music, so you know, I like that. I like the, the jazz stuff. And there was one I was listening to that I, I play a lot. Um, it's the something jazz, something it's really, it's just really, just really powerful. It's something about the, I, I like all of your music, but I really love your jazz stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Now you your- go on a search. Because I'm horrible with the names of my music. If you want to know the name of something that I did, call it. It's something jazz something. I know jazz is in the title, but I play it a lot. Ask Boo, he'll tell you. He know every song. You made that. People come up to me and be like, what's that song you did? And I say, go Ask Boo. He know better than me. You know what's terrible? Craig Craig Loftus and I, we joked about this because the difference of doing, doing vinyl when you have the actual covers and you can look and you know the songs by sight, sometimes we'll download so much stuff. And and he said it better than me. He said, I turn it on. It looks like a foreign language. Like what, what's the name? What's that track? Oh my God. And I know that feeling. It always happens when you like have a high, high pressure situation. It's like, I don't know the names of these tracks. 
you know, so. Oh, I'd be horrible. People ask me for track lists. I'd be like, well, but, yeah, that's that. <laughs> Oh, she will worse. You playing with something that? What do you think? What do you thinking at this time, man? Who whose song is that? It's yours. Right. How about that? I love it. Yeah, that's probably Tempest. I think was the piece. Right. Tempest. The strictly jazz unit. Uh, track called. Let's call it. The Tempest. Okay. Oh, the Tempest. I just came about. It sounds like an old, the old Lou. Type of track, yeah. That's oh man, I, oh man, that was, that was like slam dance, and that brought that on to my memories. On energy, yes. <laughs> All right, Darlene. Darlene said she wasn't late. She was on your page, Clan. So, Darlene, Darlene Lady, yeah. DJ, Lady, that's my baby girl, my sister. That's who. That's who um, I don't know. Was it Darlene? I think introduced me in the Captain Sky, and then them became buddies because they used Captain to be like Sky. neighbors. Yeah. How about that? All right, everybody's commenting on your tracks now, so you know if you want to know what they are, Glenn, just look at the comments. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna let you go. Listen, love you guys. Appreciate you. We're gonna be back in the studio until probably September, but we'll be doing this live every week, every Wednesday. Either me or our your host Mega. Uh, next week, what's what's going on next week, Mega? Still programming next week's show. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> you know what? Y'all should share the show live that um, I'm going to do. Dion gonna help me do it. Yes. Beats that producers should never do again in house music. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you heard it here. We will be sharing it. Yes, sir. Never do a house music no more. I love you guys. Because I'm sick of that. That's got to go. Okay. Yeah, we need to be able to share that for sure. That's what we're doing in studio. Okay, people. That's got to go. a billion times. you guys. Thanks again. All right. Well, thank you again. And love you guys. And hey, out there watching us next week, we'll be back. Vintage House. 9 p.m. Central. 9 p.m. Central. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Dion. Talk to you guys later. Peace, everybody. Bye-bye. Finders Plus Real Estate is a proud sponsor of the Vintage House Show. Finders Plus Real Estate is a full-service real estate brokerage specializing in the Chicagoland communities. Please find us at FindersPlus.com. Listen to Vintage House on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on WNUR 89.3 FM, WNUR.org, Facebook Live, and VintageHouseShow.com.